Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I feel like anyone who listens to Doolittle is like, I'm going to start a rock band. And that was us. (laughs) You're listening to the Vocal Girls podcast with me, Megan Gray. In this podcast, I speak to artists about their past, present and future and the music and memories that binds those experiences. This week, I'm speaking to Julie Dawson, the lead singer of Galway band, New Dad. New Dad are one of my favourite bands of the moment, and I'm not the only one. They've grabbed attention with their distinct, layered, laid-back sound, and you instantly know you're listening to a New Dad song as soon as it comes on. Their music feels solemn, yet upbeat, which makes it very, very bingeable, and the lyrics feel relatable and poignant. Julie Dawson is the band's vocalist and rhythm guitarist, and we chatted shortly after the release of their brand new EP, Banshee, which I highly recommend. This episode was recorded over Zoom as the band are currently based in Ireland and Julie also happened to have COVID unfortunately at the time of this recording. In this episode I chat to Julie about early influences for the band, writing the new EP and the pressure on artists to be consistently creating. I always get really scared before releasing something that like everyone's just gonna hate it. (laughs) because like even like when you get like a little like when people people really liked the first EP so then this one is kind of different so I was like oh god they're gonna hate it but um no it's it's like more pressure yeah I guess so but um everyone's been so nice um and obviously like we had been sitting on these songs for like probably like nearly I don't even know a a long time so I was just like sick of them but like then when they got released it kind of like gives them a new lease of life so um yeah that was nice we couldn't do any like celebrating unfortunately but you know it's still good how long do you usually like keep songs for before you release them then because I that's something I imagine I feel like I would worry that you know you can get really sick of something just listening to it yourself um you do you do get sick of them um and usually it's quite a long process like before Mm. you know like you write them you record them and then it's like a long time before you're able to release them um so yeah it can take like like I know like people who do albums and stuff like it could be a good year where they have this music made and then they have to wait um but like seeing people enjoy it does like make you feel better about it you're like okay (laughs) it is good like because you just you get like tunnel vision you're just like you cannot even can't see, see it as music the almost you're like this is just sound you know yeah. yeah um yeah I can imagine it's hard to be objective yeah yeah definitely I guess like getting reviews and stuff from like DIY did a review and it was really nice and you know like it's cool to get um recognition from them and stuff mm-hmm. uh but also just like to know that like our fans who've been there like since the start that they like it I'm like whew <laughs> okay good <laughs> What song did you choose for your past song and why did you choose it? Um, I picked She Bangs the Drums by the Stone Roses. Um, I have like a playlist I made when I was like 16 and it's just like all these songs like, you know, 
Joy Division and not that old music that that's old like I'm a baby obviously but um I was just like playing the start of them and like trying to see what like conjured up the most like um nostalgia and stuff mm-hmm. and like all the Stone Roses stuff like was really like a big thing for me because they were like the first one of the first proper bands that I got into like when I started wanting to make music and when the band was starting when it was just me and Fiacra and on that um they were who I was listening to when we started back when we were in whatever fifth year so we were like 16 um so yeah the that one specifically we like I remember we tried to like cover it a few times we weren't able but um yeah it was that one kind of like it just reminded me of like starting off and like how they were such a big influence to us at the start. This album is one of my favourite albums of all time. Yeah, it's amazing. So hard to pick a song off it though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they're all so good. Do you all have the sort of same sort of influences or are they quite different? Um, Yeah, I, like there's a lot that we have in common. Um, Like Pixies were another big mm. influence at the start. I feel like anyone who listens to Doolittle is like, I'm going to start a rock band. <laughs> and that was us. <laughs> um, But yeah, Pixies, The Cure... Joy Division again um but we all do have like very different tastes as well like yeah I don't know but we have a lot in common um and then like our own individual like kind of influences you know bring something different to the table then so you you met at school is that correct Mm -hmm. yeah you didn't want to do a music project on your own all individually so you formed the band is that was that really what happened yeah yeah um I I was like really bad at music in school as well like really bad at theory and yeah I don't know then the practical I was like it was just so much pressure for me and I just get really nervous like by myself mm-hmm. so we were just like in me me Fiacre and Anna were hanging out at lunch or something and I was like oh Fiacre plays drums on plays bass like why don't we you know do something together and it was okay you know but uh <laughs> We didn't really take it seriously at all. We probably practiced like three times before a practical, which would explain my results in music. But Yeah, but now you can like stick two fingers up to it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Go back and get your grades changed. I know. <laughs> Prior to this, was being in a band something that you'd always wanted to do or always thought about doing? Or was it just kind of a coincidence to get through? I guess like, it I always like wanted to be a performer, I guess, but um, which is funny since I, you know, hate performing <laughs> by myself specifically. But um, yeah, I I didn't really intend on like I never thought I would be in a band really, but it just kind of we just kept at it even though we were really crap like most of the time, and yeah, I I don't know. But then we just kind of like we saw that there was something even in the like little songs that we were making that weren't really good we were like there's something there there's some kind of sound um so we just kept at it but like obviously it's now like now that I think about it there's nothing else I would want to do like Mm. music is the only thing that I like doing like I love writing music that's where I get like my happiness from so I mean it makes sense um yeah I can't imagine myself doing anything else Mm. so hopefully this works out (laughs) was there a point then at which you thought this is more serious than we initially thought yeah definitely like because we when we started we were just like play we play like a gig every three or four months Mm. practice like the day of the gig you know we didn't take it seriously at all and then like we had friends 
um, in Galway who are in a band called Turnstiles and they started releasing music. This was just before lockdown, like what, 2019 or something, I don't know. Um, and we were like, why haven't we released music? Because like, we've, ri- we've written a lot of songs, but we were just kind of scared of finally putting something out there. Um, but we did, then we recorded How and we were just like, oh, well, we send it off to labels and stuff for the cracks, see if we get any <laughs> response. And like, we got responses and we were like, what the hell? So we were like, okay, let's keep writing more songs, making more demos. And this was when like, we'd, f- like, we'd finished school and I had like, got the college course I was going to do. And then I realized three weeks in that college is just like school and I hated school. <laughs> so I was like, I'm out of here. I left after three weeks and I was like, oh, writing music's the only thing that I find fun. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing that and working in a cafe. And that was me for like, what, like three years or something. And yeah, but then like to see, just to get like positive responses from people in the industry, we were like, okay, like let's give it a go, you know? Mm. Am I right in thinking you released your first single in 2020? Yeah, 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 it was 2020. What was it like to put out your first music in a pandemic? It was just like, we released how literally like a week before we went into lockdown or something. Mm. It was like, it was so weird. We played the last gig like that was on in Galway because the next day they were like, okay, everything's closed. We had like a small gig. It was like 50 people in a bar in town. And that was like the only time we played that song. You know, mm. we just released it and we just, like we played it then. And yeah, it was weird because like when we started getting positive responses, like for how and stuff, it was just like we couldn't connect with it at all because we were just like stuck inside. It was very strange, yeah. but like we we were really lucky like that the pandemic like it didn't hurt us too much because we were so new that we were just like okay we can just write loads of songs make loads of demos you know we didn't really have any hype so like it's so bad for like the people the bands who'd like had all these things lined up like tours for their albums and all that and then that all had to be shut down um I guess it kind of worked perfectly because people were listening to more music and discovering more as well yeah yeah we like we're very grateful that like we actually got a chance you know despite the you know circumstances it's funny how it in hindsight is much easier to say it now in hindsight but in hindsight it did sort of work yeah definitely I read that you got your name from like an online generator is that right mm, yeah because <laughs> when I was like searching on YouTube I kept getting like new dad vlogs yes yeah <laughs> it's like how to be a great new dad (laughs) is that because you were just like really stuck could you not think of something we were really stuck um (laughs) we and we like we had like four demos or something that we were like these are ready to be released and we didn't have a name and we were just like the name is just procrastination (laughs) yeah we were like anything at this point because we were like it's so hard to think of a good band name and actually most band names are bad until the band are successful. You know, like if you look at a lot of names, you're like, that's a questionable name. Like if I knew a local band who were called that, I'd be like, mm. but yeah. because they're big, you know, people just like you get used to it or whatever. So we're like, we don't have to put so much thought into it. We were just like, let's do band name generator. And if there's one that is okay, we'll just go with that. And it was like, at that time, like that was like a big thing for like indie bands, like, to have like mom or dad or like aunt or uncle in the titles we were like this is current so yeah we just went with it I like that though it's kind of like 
enough procrastination we just need to get on with it yeah and now we always think of good band names of course i can't think of them off the top of my head but we're like that's a good band name and we couldn't think of any when we were starting it's always a way though What song did you choose for your present song? I picked Circle the Drain by Soccer Mommy. I've had it on loop for months and mm. I kind of, I get like that, like when I hear a song that I like, I will just listen to that song and no other song. I do the exact <laughs> same thing. Which is bad for like a musician because I'm like, I'm just like never, I rarely like take the time to listen to new stuff and get new inspiration. I just like play the same song literally 300 times. But um. <clears throat> It's just like the perfect kind of early 2000s alt rock mm. sound that I love. And um, I think the lyrics as well are like very, you know, relevant considering like everything over the past few years. Like it just yeah, feels definitely. like those feelings of like loneliness and like isolation and just like how it affects your day to day. I think is just like pretty relatable to like a lot of people right now. Um but yeah, it's just, a, it's a banger as well. Yeah, and I was going to say, because the new EP, a lot of that is written around anxiety, it seems, and mm-hmm. that kind of struggle. Is that something that you feel compelled to write about as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I think it can be hard to, like, tell a story in a song. So, like, usually I just, like, write about feelings or something. Um because it's something you're just like you can kind of just write whatever because it's just like you talking through something there doesn't have to be like a conclusion Mm. or you know it's just kind of I find that an easier way to write lyrics because I find like lyrics can be really hard um that's interesting because I think your lyrics are so good oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) I'm yeah no I like I get really freaked as well like about like the guys will literally not hear the lyrics until the song is released and they're like oh that's what you're saying because I read just like, this yeah I just like because I just get too embarrassed but like I know I have to write about like my genuine mm. like feelings and experiences so I'm like because that's when like you know it's actually real um but then obviously that's just like being very vulnerable and I'm like I'm actually a very chilled person like I don't really get into all that that much except in music so yeah I would like shield it kind of makes sense to me though that you would kind of have to write them privately because I feel like you're Mm. able to say things in music that you wouldn't potentially even say out loud or to a friend aren't you yeah so it kind of I guess it has to be this private moment that then you share with the world favorite song is blue i absolutely love that song thank you the words while you're making up your mind i lost mine oh so good thank you so much your music for me i love how bass driven it is as well because bass is my favorite and the layers i think it's really nice to hear music where i think the instrumentation is given as much of a platform as the vocal which is really really yeah, nice yeah exactly that's definitely my thing yeah. yeah like we're all like that like we like laid back kind of vocals and yeah. then like just letting the music kind of do most of the talking I guess um because like that's the bit that like obviously I prefer like doing like writing the mm. different parts like instruments and stuff yeah I think it's nice to like have that balance 
So how, how does it usually work for you then in terms of putting together a song? What usually comes first? Is it, the, I'm assuming from what you said, lyrics are the last thing? They're the last thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just like throw them in on top. Um, <laughs> This'll do. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it has, for some reason. Um, no, the it always starts with bass. Um, Anna writes very, very good bass lines and it makes it so easy then to just like, he'll, a lot of the time, a song will start with he'll bring a bass line and then we'll just start jamming like trying different guitars and drums over it and stuff and like we'll be like no that's not working that's not working and then you know like eventually maybe half an hour later we're like okay that's good let's put it in a demo or whatever um but yeah it's always like the bass then we do like add in the guitars and the drums and then I take it home take the demo home and write lyrics but like I wait till it's like fully formed I rarely would just like sit down with a notebook and write lyrics. <laughs> On Banshee, what kind of things were you guys listening to at the time that you made it? We were listening to like a lot of kind of indie pop and stuff, like mm-hmm. Girl in Red's new album and Beeb Doobie's new album. I feel like they were the two kind of main things that we were listening to. I feel like you can hear that. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the songs were all written within like two weeks of each other. Um, yeah, I, I guess we were just kind of like trying to see what it would be like if we tried poppier kind of more upbeat stuff. I don't even know if it's mm. more upbeat, but I feel like it felt like it was compared to the first EP. Yeah. Um, when you say they were written within two weeks of each other, I feel like you, you can tell that cause it does feel like a, a piece of work. Yeah. I feel like it's more cohesive than the first EP, um, which I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but it's definitely more like they're on the same kind of mm. page I guess how did they all come out in two weeks was that like a a particular period of time I think it was just like at the very start of lockdown and then mm. we wrote loads of songs and then like we had four months where we didn't write anything new <laughs> but they were like we wrote like those and a few other songs like in the space of like whatever three or four weeks um because we were like, oh, we've loads of time. Let's write loads of music. And then we wrote that. And we were like, okay. <laughs> we're done now. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just like, you know, we had all the time at the start. And we were like, whoa, so much time to write. And then obviously, like, it is hard to be inspired as well. So there were, like, lulls in those few months. But, yeah, they they were just all really close. Because it was like, we just locked down. And, like, we moved in together. And we were like, okay, now let's write another EP. Mm. Um, yeah. It must help living together. I bet that was good in lockdown. Yeah, because we weren't we weren't living together in actually the first lockdown, which like it didn't last that long. It might have been three weeks or something, mm. three or four weeks. And then for the second one, we were like, okay, we need to be able to practice and like still be productive because like we're never going to have this time again to just like, because otherwise yeah. we'd all be working like full time or in college or whatever. So we were like, let's move in together and we'll get loads more done. So yeah, it was definitely the right move. And am I right in thinking you were kind of more heavily involved in the producing side of this EP as well? Yeah, I guess we were always like into that stuff ourselves, like with Blue and mm. How and all that. They were just recorded in my bedroom and we sent them to Chris and he mixed them. But like, wow. we were always like very involved in the like, you know, 
recording and obviously <laughs> but like also like a bit of the mixing and yeah like we'd basically send him what we wanted and he would just like clean it up you know um so it was kind of the same and then but obviously it was way better with the cp because he could we were with him like in the room and like he knew our sound because of the first cp and like just knew what we should try like different recording techniques or like mm-hmm. different synths or whatever um so yeah, that was that was very fun. But we're like we're into all the production stuff as well. Yeah, I can imagine it's quite different being able to communicate with someone in a in person basis than like trying to t- say what you mean over email or whatever or yeah. on Zoom. Yeah, because there will be moments where you're just like, oh, you're just like it needs to sound like yeah. <laughs> it's like do how do you communicate gesture. that in? A, yeah, it's like you can communicate that in an email. So it's like. <laughs> And like you'd be sitting in the studio with Chris and you'd be like, Oh yeah, I, I get I get you like <laughs> So Yeah, it's just easier. And I read somewhere that you think the best place to listen to music is in the car, which I wholeheartedly agree on. Yeah. I feel like everyone's strongest associations with music are stuff they listen to in the car when they were younger, on C D. Definitely. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question for you is where is the best place to drive to whilst listening to your music? best place to drive to like what's the best drive you can imagine while listening to new dad probably like because we live in so we live in Galway and we're really close to Connemara which is like very rural countryside and like a lot of the time I'd like go out for walks with my parents and they'd be like oh stick on your new songs maybe or something and it's just like really like long windy roads Mm -hmm. like out to the countryside like I feel like that's a good, just like in nature, I feel like obviously it's nicer than being just like in a traffic jam listening to your music. On the <laughs> Might bus. Might be kind of stressful, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I feel, or like going to the beach or something, like a nice like drive out, like long drive somewhere like mm. that. That's where I would usually kind of stick on new, like if we get a new mix of one of the songs for the EP or something, like I would have, you know, gone on a long drive and test drive it. <laughs> You're making me really want to go to the beach now. I know. I'm like yeah. literally stuck in London. Oh. It's quite far. Yeah, from that's the beach. gonna be weird because yeah, we're moving to London in April. And yes, I heard it's this. Weird, not like being beside the sea, you know, because like it's just so so exciting, though. Yeah, it is really exciting. It'll be very fun. What inspired the move to London then? It's just like there's way more going on over there, and like the people that we're working with and stuff are all over in London. Galway's very small. There's like two venues. Like there's just not as much of a scene here at all as like <laughs> obviously compared to London. Yeah, I feel like it's just, like, the place to be when you're, like, kind of coming up in the industry and stuff. Um, and just, like, meeting new people and stuff. Do you like London, then? Yeah, I, I do. I really like it. Um, I'm usually not, like, I'm not really into big cities, but I love London. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's because, like, um, whenever we go there, we would stay in Clapham because Sean's dad lives there. Mm. And it's just, like, Clapham's really nice. Like, it's got, like, a small little town feel, but then you're, like, 20 minutes from, like an amazing city so I think that's pretty nice that's the thing I think I don't think London is like one big city it's like lots of little villages and everywhere is completely yeah. different as well like everywhere has a completely mm-hmm. different vibe so I think yeah to see yeah. it like that is a bit it's less 
overwhelming I think <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. yeah. did you film the video for Ladybird in London as well yeah 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 we did um we were in like a studio near Wembley I think somewhere it was quite far out like it was like an hour of a overground but yeah that was so fun oh my god I love the styling and your makeup in this is so beautiful (laughs) oh like yeah we got to work like we'd never I'd never had my makeup like professionally done even like and obviously to be styled like that I love clothes yeah probably can't tell I'm just wearing like my pajamas right now but um there's no judgment here (laughs) but yeah I that was so fun like just walking into a room and like there was just like this like whatever like little mini thing like with loads of clothes hanging up and it was just so cool so fun what song did you pick for the future and why did you choose it um i picked forever at last by high school they're a new band i actually don't know where they're from i think they're from melbourne really yeah i was surprised this as well that's crazy Oh, I thought they were, like, in the UK or something. I know, because they sound, like, um, part of the scene, don't they? But they're... They it's... really do. Um, yeah, I've been loving them at the minute. Like, I've just had that song on loop as well. Um, they remind me a lot of the drums, who are, like, my favourite mm. band of all time. And, yeah, so it's, like, has that nostalgia, but it's still so fresh. Like, I, I love it. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do. I always get them confused with Swim School. Because it's like high oh, yeah. school and swim school. I love swim school as well. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about them. I hope they come do a show soon. I actually haven't seen, I haven't seen you live yet. I, I missed the show at the Lexington. And the Lexington's like 15 oh. minutes from my house. So I was so gutted. <laughs> You're doing a tour soon, aren't you? In April? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to be playing in heaven on nice. sometime in April. So, and like there's still tickets for that. And stuff, right, so. I'm coming down. Yeah. I'll be there. How, how are you feeling about the tour yeah very I like um obviously we'd never like done anything any kind of tour before the first one like we never even played outside of Galway so it was like very crazy but mm-hmm. it was so fun like and it was actually like you know obviously because it's not like a mega tour like we were just like we you know we were fine we weren't too tired it was just like mm. a buzz so yeah I'm really excited for this one um get yeah yeah really excited get to play Brighton so I'll get to go swimming <laughs> Have you got like a favorite gig that you guys have done? Um, we played Green Man, which was so fun. Like the stage was, like way bigger than anything <laughs> we'd ever played before, and the crowd were so nice. Oh yeah, that one was really cool. But also, on tour, the show we did in Galway because that was like our first show in Galway since we'd like released music or. Maybe we'd done like two, but that was like our sold out Galway show. And it was just like, it was just all friends and family. So it was so fun. It was literally like one of the best nights of my life. So I'd I'd have to say that was definitely the best. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I bet it's the best is doing the home shows. Yeah. And you've had some like big announcements this year, South by Southwest and like playing at All Points East and yeah, so much going on. Oh, I'm so excited to go South by Southwest and like we're so happy to get like such good festivals this summer as well because obviously there's such a backlog and stuff Mm. of artists who missed out and stuff. So we were like, we didn't know if we'd get any. Um, 
but we're so excited for this summer like um it'll be our first like festival kind of summer you know <laughs> yeah um but south by southwest is so soon like we just booked our flights like last week and that's gonna be mad and we have a few shows over there so like we're playing in dallas and we have like at least two in austin so yeah i think that'll be crazy we're actually we're playing on saint patrick's day so it'll be (laughs) wild I was going to ask you, what do you think about this kind of the world of new artists and this pressure on musicians to be kind of everything, like not just a musician, but influencer, a content creator, like basically everything. You're supposed to be able to do it all. What like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Um, I think about that a lot because it's like, I am not a social media mm. person. Um, you know, I it's just people are so mean oh <laughs> on the my. internet. <laughs> but um yeah, I think it's the industry in general has obviously like changed a lot and mm. there's just like so much pressure for like you to be releasing stuff all the time to like optimize growth and all this and it's just like you have to be like on TikTok and you like I know and, like I know it's it's just like a mind yeah it's I find it weird as well that people like I guess like artists now instead of listener plays or whatever on Spotify or a streaming platform it's like how many followers has this artist got and that's how they get ranked in terms of lineups and stuff like it freaks me out like I just feel so weird about it yeah it's really not good (laughs) (laughs) I mean like I I can't really see it changing though as well like with because just like social media is always just always becoming more like relevant and yeah I it is hard like because it's just like you want it to be all about the music and stuff but it's just not like you know you Mm. need to like you said it's kind of like that influencer thing is like that is not me like I am like I (laughs) like sit there on the new dad Instagram like about to post something and I sit there for like an hour being like no I'm like I can't do this it's too much stress oh I yeah I get really freaked but you you just have to do it and like I understand like everyone is in the same boat I guess so you just kind of get used to it I suppose I I find that interesting like about what you're saying about getting stressed about posting because I'm I'm the exact same and I feel like if you're off that mindset it must be fucking scary releasing music like you're in the world but you have to push yourself to do something scary all the time (laughs) But I yeah, guess, yeah, definitely. I guess having the boys around you and like both all of you kind of encouraging and backing each other and reassuring each other must help mm-hmm. a lot with that. Yeah, like I, it would be so hard if as like a solo artist, like I can't imagine the stress, like at least in the band, like you have, you have your friends, like you have mm. like such a good support system and yeah, it like, it must be very hard for like people who are doing it by themselves you know it's just like an extra level of stress I have no idea how you'd have any kind of level on what you're doing and any objectivity on what you're making or anything you'd just be like is this absolute shit or like yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, literally. Am I really cringe? <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah. I end the podcast always by asking if they could change something about the future, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's so much that yeah you, I'd want to change about the world, but um, I guess within the industry or something like it's just like that level of pressure to constantly be making art. Like that's not how making good art works is like mm. having to constantly be like throwing it out and like yeah I guess obviously social media as well like it's just it's just a lot of pressure I suppose but like like I was saying earlier to like maximize like growth and like on social media mm. and just in general it's like it's not how making good art works like that you're constantly throwing stuff out there and um obviously that's what the industry is like now so I guess that's something small within it there's so many things <laughs> that I would I want to change, but off the top of my head, that's um, one of them, yeah. Because you're right, creativity doesn't work in the sense of it being a constant thing. It just doesn't work like that. It's like you can have a complete like, creative block for months on end and then suddenly, as you said, you wrote the whole EP in two weeks. But I feel like with everything creative at the moment, you you're feeling like it's not enough if you're not constantly thinking of stuff or constantly sharing stuff with the world yeah and then like there's like artists who just like they would like beat themselves up Mm. over it like you know it's just like why am I able to do this and it's like that's very normal thank you so much for talking to me it's been such a pleasure yeah thank you for having me it was very very lovely thank you so much to Julie from Nudad for chatting to me They have such a huge future ahead of them, so I can't wait to see what happens. Definitely go and stream their new EP, Banshee, if you haven't already. I played a couple of short clips on this podcast from that, so hopefully that whet your appetite if you haven't already listened. Next week, I will be speaking to DJ and Mixmag broadcaster of the year 2021, the lovely Jaguar. We had such a fun chat, so definitely look out for that episode dropping next week. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please do like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. It really does help. I have been Megan Gray. This is the Vocal Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.